monkey business in San Luis Obispo. And I mean that literally. The sheriff's office responded to a silent 911 call originating from a zoo. None of the employees were responsible. It was the work of a monkey. You never know what kind of phone call you'll get as an emergency dispatcher, but it's safe to say this is a new one. No one seemed to be on the other end of the line Saturday night before it disconnected in California. Redials and text messages went unanswered. Deputies went to the location of the call. They found a zoo. But none of the employees had dialed 911. That's because it was a resident, a capuchin monkey named Root. He got hold of a cell phone left on a golf cart near his enclosure and started pressing buttons to his heart's content. Life is full of unexpected happenings, but one thing is certain, we can stand on God's promises. Welcome to Haven Today here on Wednesday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're in this series this week called Deep in My Heart. All week, we've been talking with Johnny Erickson Tata about the importance of getting hymns deep in our hearts. She's convinced, and so am I, that God uses music to help us remember the truths and promises found in his word. There are times in our lives when we can't open up our Bibles, when we're driving, or at work, maybe in a factory, or waiting in line at a supermarket. But we can sing to ourselves hymns that point us to Christ and God's glorious truths found in his word. And the Lord has really taught Johnny this lesson over the past 55 years since her diving accident that left her a quadriplegic. So as many troubles as I had in this wheelchair, I have become disciplined in bringing them all before the Lord Jesus along with a Bible promise. Johnny Erickson taught us she'll be back with us in a moment to share another favorite hymn of hers that fits with our theme so well today, Standing on the Promises. In fact, we'll even hear her sing a bit of that hymn to us later. And then after our time together, I want to invite you to get a copy of Johnny's brand new hardback book called Songs of Suffering, 25 Hymns and Devotions for Weary Souls. Now, if you're not suffering right now, please don't dismiss this book. It was written to encourage those who are going through hard times, but also to prepare others for when the hard times come. And we all know none of us in this fallen world are excluded from that. Johnny wants every Christian to get these 25 hymns that have blessed her deep down in their hearts so that we can stand on the promises of God in our lives. I think this unique book of devotions, lyrics to hymns and the music and photos will encourage you right now to look to Jesus, whether you're in a season of suffering or not. Our number to call after the program and just ask for the Johnny book, 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online to make your gift to the ministry. Take a look at some of the samples from this book and make your gift then at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And now a great hymn, Keith and Kristen Getty and also Shane and Shane, O Church Arise. Hear the 
one of the modern hymns that Johnny writes about in her new book and the lyrics are there the music is there oh church arise you're in a haven today I'm Charles Morris the program's called deep in my heart we're halfway through this hot August week and I'm glad you've joined us here in haven today I know you've heard me say it but here at haven we love to tell the great story that's all about Jesus 
As the Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians, no matter how many promises God has made, they are all yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. I don't know if it's because we have so many comforts in the West or if it's because we haven't experienced intense persecution for generations, but we hear verses like this, and what's the first thing that comes to one's mind? Ease, a good, easy life full of nothing but blessings. How can God's promises to us be yes in Christ when we suffer? Well, ask the Apostle Paul. Ask any of the first century Christians. They suffered. Many of them bled. Some of them even died for their faith, all because they named the name of Jesus. Did that mean that God wasn't faithful to his promises? No, it doesn't mean that at all. Do you remember those words in Psalm 119? That isn't very specific, I guess. After all, there are 176 verses in that ancient song, but I'm thinking specifically of verses 49 and 50. Remember your word to your servant, for you have given me hope. My comfort in my suffering is this. Your promise preserves my life. The psalmist, we don't know who he was, but he wasn't a stranger to suffering. He says it right in those verses, but even though he is in anguish, he is comforted. Why do you think that's the case? Because Yahweh's promise preserved his life. Notice that he didn't say, the Lord's promises took away my troubles. No, his pain was still there. But he could stand on God's promises, even when life hurt. Standing on the promises. What a hymn. Ever heard it? I remember singing this one for years and years, and usually it is sung in such a way that seems quite happy, right? As if nothing is wrong in the world. But that is not really how things are. And that's not really what the song is saying either. I asked my friend Johnny Erickson Tata to share with us about this hymn. Well, Charles, um, thanks, because one of my really favorite hymns, of course they're all my favorites, (laughs) is standing on the promises. It Mm. is the way I live. And let me tell you why. Um, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man, but God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, get this, here's the best part, he will also provide the way of escape so that you be able to endure it. The way of escape. Okay, so when we're tempted to doubt God, to be embittered because of our pain and suffering, if we are tempted to cave in or throw in the towel, God promises in this Bible verse that he will give us a, quote, way out. What is that way out? I believe it is the promises of God. Every promise that we bring before the throne of God, when we do that, God exchanges that promise for blessings of grace, endurance, peace, and even joy. So as many troubles as I have in this wheelchair, I have become disciplined in bringing them all before the Lord Jesus, along with a Bible promise. Like, mm. um, okay, today, today I'm sitting here in pain, Charles, and I'm holding on to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. What a promise this is, because it says, though we are hard-pressed on all sides, we are not crushed. 
Okay, so I'm tempted to cave in, but my way of escape is a Bible promise. I choose 2 Corinthians 4, 8, and I bring it to the throne, and I say, Jesus, you promise that although I am hard-pressed on all sides, this will not crush me. I believe it, Jesus. So give me the grace that I can endure this, knowing that you will support me and uphold me. You will carry me. You will sustain me. And you will get me through this trial. So I'm believing on your promise, God. And I know they're always good for your word, on your word. So um, that, that's how you live on standing on the promises. Uh, and, and Johnny, as, as, as you're reflecting on this, I'm, I'm looking at the, at, at the words to the hymn. And there in the final stanza of this hymn, standing on the promises of Christ the Lord, bound to him eternally, by love's strong cord. Sometimes we, we, we just want to think this is the starting point, but that next line, overcoming daily with the Spirit's sword. We all need to learn to live that way daily. The Spirit's sword is the Word of God, overcoming daily with the Word of God. And I would suggest to our listening friends, um, don't just look at Bible promises as that which you embroider on your living room wall or your entryway. They're, yes. not, they're not meant just to be your screensaver on your computer or your lock screen on your smartphone. Um, they're not just etched on some rock that you sit on a side table. No, promises are meant to be lived. It's mm. how we live. And so I would suggest taking one Bible promise for the day. Start with Second Corinthians 4.8, if you want. That's a great one. And, and just live on one promise for the day and mm. think, of, think on it, meditate on it throughout the day. And if you need help remembering it, just ask God to give you a hymn, uh, Standing on the Promises, and uh, sing it throughout the rest of your day, and mm-hmm. it'll remind you to lift that promise before the throne of God in exchange for grace and blessing that the Lord is always happy to give to those who come to Him for need. Standing on the promises of Christ, my King, through eternal ages let His praises ring. Glory in the highest, I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God. Johnny Erickson taught him, talking about and then singing whatever favorite hymns, standing on the promises. I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today. You know, if there's anything I want you to take away from this time together today, it's this. Take your troubles to Jesus. Hold on to his promises. I think the thing that brings me the most comfort from this hymn is how it describes our God. Remember the words? Standing on the promises of Christ, my king. You know, none of us have a king on earth. Human royalty has all but gone extinct. England still has a queen. But there is the greatest king of all, the God-man, ruling in heaven at the right hand of the Father. Why can we stand on God's promises even in the midst of life's hardships? Because Christ is our king, and he's on the throne. We are not ruled by sin, pain, 
death or doubt. No, we are ruled by King Jesus. And a little later, the hymn adds, standing on the promises of Christ the Lord. And that word Lord has the idea of ownership and control, sovereignty. And that's why we can say, through eternal ages, let his praises ring. How do we know he will keep his promises through all eternity? Because he rules over all. Even when we're suffering in this life, Jesus is on his throne and he is Lord. But that's not the only thing the hymn says about our God. In the refrain, you hear standing on the promises of God, my Savior. It's one thing for Christ to rule over all. God is sovereign. I just mentioned that. That's the theological word that we use when we think about God having control over all. And that's why we can say that God is great. But he isn't just great. No, our Lord is also good. And he's loving. And he sent his grace and mercy to us in Christ Jesus. And anyone who calls on his name will be saved. The greatness and the power of God isn't good news for sinners like us unless there is grace and mercy. But Christ is the Savior to all who believe. And since God is both good and great, you and I can sing this song with confidence. We can say things like, when the howling storms of doubt and fear assail, by the living word of God, I shall prevail. Perfect, present, cleansing in the blood for me, bound to him eternally by love and strong cord. And just like the psalmist in Psalm 119, God's promises don't mean that we won't experience suffering. They don't mean that our life on this earth will be easy. After all, afflictions change everything. You, no doubt, like me, have experienced this. When something hurts, it affects everything. I can't speak for you, but when I hear the word affliction, I've thought of a toothache. Have you ever had a pain in your mouth for a day or longer? It changes everything, or at least it seems to be that way. No matter what you do, there is this constant throbbing pain following you everywhere. Sometimes it lets up a little bit. Sometimes it gets really worse, but it's always there. It's always bothering you. It's afflicting you. Remember what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12? He has some sort of affliction that he calls his thorn in the flesh. Not a pretty picture, is it? But what did God tell him? He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties, for when I am weak, then I am strong. The Lord didn't take away the thorn, but he gave him grace and strength to endure even with that thorn. You and I have this same grace and power available to us if we're believers in Christ. His grace is made perfect in our weakness. Our pain may not go away, 
In fact, the only promise we have of God wiping away all our tears doesn't happen until the new heavens and earth. But we can stand on his promises even now. The promises that are yes in Jesus. Our great and good God will never abandon us. And we can take his promises to him in prayer. Think about what Charles Spurgeon, the pastor of Metropolitan Tabernacle in London, once said. Take care how you pray. Make real business of it. Some do not plead the promise in a truthful way. What is prayer but the promise pleaded? A promise is, so to speak, the raw material of prayer. Prayer irrigates the fields of life with the waters which are stored up in the reservoirs of promise. The promise is the power of prayer. We go to God, we say to him, Do as you have said, O Lord. Here is your word. We ask you to fulfill it. Standing on the promises and praying those promises, even when life hurts. Standing on the promises of Christ my King, through eternal ages let His praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises, promises, standing on the promises of God my Savior. Standing on the promises, standing on the promises. I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises that cannot fail When the howling storms of doubt and fear assail By the living word of God I shall prevail Standing on the promises of God Standing on the promises of God my Savior Standing on the promises and standing on the promises I'm standing on the promises of God Standing on the promises I cannot fall Listening every moment to the Spirit's call Resting in my Savior as my all in all Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God my Savior Standing on the promises I'm standing on the promises of God I am standing on the promises of God. An acapella Mennonite's male quartet from Gladys, Virginia, singing Standing on the Promises. The group is called Voice of Praise. Haven Ministries and Johnny Erickson Tata, we want to help you stand on the promises of God. And I'm so thankful that Johnny took some time to share a secret with you and me that she has learned. Singing gospel hymns by the day, singing songs of praise by night, 
have helped her through the darkest moments of suffering that she's had to face. And that is exactly what she wants to share with you and me in her new book called Songs of Suffering, 25 Hymns and Devotions for Weary Souls. These are personal hymns, personal devotions. In many ways, Johnny is acting like a song leader, guiding us through pain and weariness towards heartfelt praise to God. So many in our Haven Ministries office have started reading this book and are being blessed by it. I want you to have this refreshing tool here on this warm summer for many of us. This brand new hardback book is filled with excellent photography and sweet devotions written by Johnny, as well as the music and lyrics for every one of those 25 hymns. And it's yours for your gift to this listener-supported ministry, especially here in the middle of August. Our number you can call right now and just ask for the Johnny book as you make your gift, 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or head over to our website, linger there a little bit, but you can also make your gift and get the Johnny book there. Our web address is haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And if you'd like to rest in a whole different way, why don't you go to our website, click on that banner at the top and read about, pray about, and then join me for our trip to the Holy Land late this November. It'll be a life-changing experience for you. I can guarantee you that. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again on Thursday, we'll be sharing together this great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. All Christians are in a war, not necessarily a conflict between nations, although some of our brothers and sisters are caught in the middle of bullets and missiles right this very minute. No, this war is even more serious. All believers in Jesus are fighting sin. And as long as we are in our body on this fallen planet, Sin remains with us. We're dead to it, but it still tempts us. Even the Apostle Paul, the man sold out for Jesus and the gospel, had to fight sin. But he knew where to look for victory. He says this in Romans 7, Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Try out Anchor Devotional today in print. Visit GetAnchor.com.